0: Today, with Catherine Ruinala, I was very excited to hear some testimonies. Even this week, we keep having testimonies come in all the time. People watching on television, people watching online, people who've been in the miracle meetings have received healing. I received this lovely testimony this week, um, uh, Georgia, or last week, Georgia sent it through, but I haven't had a chance to share it with you. It says this. Following a biopsy in June 2020, I was diagnosed having low-grade prostate cancer and put on active surveillance. At the miracle meeting on the 16th of July 2021, Pastor Catherine called out prostate cancer and prayed for us in our seats. So in accordance with the GCC teaching on faith, which is just the Bible teaching on faith, that I had been newly exposed to, I took it that I was healed. I love that. Oh, I just took it that I I heard the truth and the truth made me free. The doctors decided it was time for another biopsy on the 15th of September. And while my wife and I were praying before the procedure, the scripture from Isaiah 41, 12 came to mind. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. At the follow-up consultation, I was getting ready to ask him if the cancerous material was active or dead after being cursed in prayer. But God went a step further than my expectation. The surgeon said they took samples from all over the prostate and couldn't find any cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful, wonderful Jesus? And then I I got a message this week from an excited uh, Rob this week to say that your sister had come for prayer uh, week before last and she's been back to the doctor and had all the tests and they can't find anything wrong anymore. Hallelujah. God is so faithful. So we're so grateful for his goodness. We love to hear your testimonies. So please do send us your testimonies. It's so encouraging. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles with you, why don't you turn with me to an interesting story in Numbers. It's the beginning of the Bible. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. Numbers chapter 13. And we're going to start partway through verse 26. Now, if you've got reading your Bible on your phone, don't look at Facebook. Praise the Lord. Eyes here. Praise God. Or we can, you can read along with me. Numbers uh, 13, 26. This is the story of Moses when he had sent 12 spies into the promised land to spy out the land. You know, the Lord had promised them to give it to them as their inheritance, this land flowing with milk and honey, the promised land. And they went into, they sent in 12 spies. And here we pick up the story where they're coming back laden with huge bunches of grapes and incredible produce from the land and the report. And everybody's ready to hear the report of the 12 spies. So it says here, they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, we went into the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. See, Caleb knew who he was. He knew they were the children of promise, that he knew that God, they, they were covenant people who served God, who told them to go and do it, and he had absolute confidence. Because I know who he is, I because I know who we are and what the uh, promise ha- is that we've been given, we are well able to take possession and overcome it. But verse 31 But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they'd spied out, saying the land through which we've gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, And so we were in theirs. I want to speak to you today about grasshoppers and giants. You know, I'm not a great fan of grasshoppers. They eat my roses. Not particularly fond of them. But this statement here, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in theirs is really important because I believe the Lord is getting ready to bring many people into a new season and the new season is going to require a new understanding of who they are and what they have been called to. These 12 spies had grown up as slaves in Egypt they had lived their fathers were slaves their grandfathers were slaves they were they were this was their um identity they identified themselves by what they did and they had in their hearts this idea that well we're 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 like grasshoppers we're like nothing we're just little slaves and We know this because when you go and uh, read about the Israelites being invited by God, he talks to Moses and he says, tell the people to come up and talk to me. And the people say, oh no, Moses, Uh, you go and talk to God and then come back and tell us. Because in their frame of reference, they were used to being slaves who'd have masters, who'd go and talk to Pharaoh. Pharaoh would talk to the masters. The masters would come back and tell the people and tell them what to do. And because of their inability to shake off their identity of their last season, they were unable to step into the reality of their new season and i believe we've got to be really really careful not to allow the pain, the shame, the even the assignment of the last season to identify you as you step into the new thing that god has for you. If our identity is defined by what we've been doing or our past assignment or our past problems or our past sin or our past mistakes, Instead of who we are in Christ, it'll hinder our ability to move into the new. We need new wineskins for a new season. Amen? A new wineskins for new wine, new thinking for a new season. We need to be able to contain it. Now, I remember when I was just about 30 years old, a little while ago, and um, I had, I had been through Bible college, I had all these promises about preaching, and I'd been um, mentored, and I was, I was prophesying over people in meetings, giving PSs, and prophesying on the altar, and I was growing in the gifts. And I remember um, seeing an article about the glory on the internet, and I was so prompted, as I read this, to write to the people and just to tell them how blessed I was by this article, something I would never normally do, but I really felt to do it. So I wrote them a letter and just said how blessed I'd been by reading this article. Well, to my surprise, I got a letter back. And this pastor and his wife were saying, we read your letter and my wife and I felt the glory as we were reading your letter. Do you ha- we're going off to France next week to minister. Do you have a prophetic word for France? I thought, oh, uh, who do I know that might have a prophetic word for France? You see, God was inviting me into a new season, but I didn't yet have the identity to step in to what he was inviting me to. And as I was thinking to myself, oh, now I could ask this person, but they're away. I was genuinely trying to think of who I could ask to prophesy over France. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Catherine, stop giving away the opportunities I give to you. So I went, oh, okay. And I picked up my little tape recorder back in the days, in the olden days. And I recorded a word for France on the tape recorder. And I went and I typed it all out. And, um, and I sent it off to them, and I had a word for them and their ministry as well. Well, they wrote back and went, oh, my wife and I experienced the glory. We could feel the tangible presence of God as we were reading this word. The churches in France are going to be so blessed. We were so blessed. It's an amazing word. And, and they said, and we'd love you to come and minister in our church here in America. And I just received a prophetic word from a prophet, Emmanuel Raj. Most of you know Emmanuel. I, I was um, I was just serving in a, a church. I would do whatever needed to be done, and he picked me out of the crowd and prophesied, "The Lord says you're going to the United States of America, and go, your name's going to be in big letters all over America, and um, and you're going to be ministering there, and you're going to have great favor." But people said to me, oh, I think that's a flattery prophecy. You see, not only can your understanding of your identity limit you, but if you listen to the people who are still identifying you by your past season, you can also be limited. That's why it says a prophet in their own hometown is often not without is without honor, except is not without honor except in their own hometown. And, and we have to be very careful about what we allow to define us. I remember telling people about the the um, call on my life when the Lord started to speak to me about the call on my life. I remember telling some friends, and they said, Oh, never really saw that about you. I think oh. it's like Joseph when he told his dream to his brothers and they were all angry. You have to be wise and you have to be careful who you share your pearls, your precious things with. Amen. But you also got to be careful of the haters. Like I sometimes, sometimes people don't like me on social media. I bless, block, delete. Hallelujah. <laughs> Repeat, bless, block, delete. Hallelujah. And if I'm really, uh, if, if they're quick, Georgia or Nick or Tom, bless, block, delete before I even get to see it. So if you don't like me, please don't watch. And, uh, and I probably won't read your comment anyway. Hallelujah, because they'll get there first. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Love you too. <laughs> But you see, if you let what people say about you define you, you are always going to be limited. The heart of the Father is that you would humble yourself and receive what you can have no part in earning and say, Lord, thank you. Be it unto me according to your word. Little 14 year old Mary, when the angel Gabriel arrived and announced, You're going to be the mother of the Savior she was like, but you know what she didn't do? She didn't reject it. She said, be it unto me according to your word. And then when she went to see Elizabeth, Elizabeth said, blessed are you among women. And she said, blessed are you who has believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things promised to you. We must believe what the Lord says. We've got to let Him speak it to our hearts and we've got to come into agreement with it. Because if we remain as grasshoppers in our own sight, thinking it's some form of religious false humility is is going to please God, we're going to limit and, and cap our ability to step into the new thing that God has for us. We were as grasshoppers in our own sight And so we were in theirs. You see, if you consider yourself weak and pathetic and useless, then when you go to minister to somebody and this is what you believe about yourself in your own heart, they're not going to be very excited about receiving from you. They're looking for someone who is bold as a lion. And the righteous are as bold as a lion, not the condemned and the shamed. Those who shake that off and say, that is not my identity. I like the way Mark would say, the sin is not defining, it's just deceiving. (laughs) We've got to be very careful not to let the mistakes of the past or even our assignment of yesterday define our ability to step into what God has for us today. Amen. So I think about David when he um When he came down to the battle and Goliath was intimidating everybody, he got there and he had understanding of who his God was and who he was. He'd been a private warrior. He'd fought the lion and the bear and the Lord had come through for him on every count. And now God was opening up an opportunity for him to step into a a public role of a public warrior, But on the cusp of a breakthrough, you'll often get those who will try to limit you and pull you back. I think about his brother Eliab when he heard David saying, Who gets, what does the guy get that takes out Goliath? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine coming against the army of the living God? Who gets to do it? Oh, this is so great. And his big brother comes up and he tries to just put him back in his place. And he says, hey, David, where are those few sheep you look after in the wilderness? He tried to remind him of his past assignment. Tried to make him identified by what he did in the last season. And, and help him believe you are nothing more than your last assignment. You see, if your identity is tied up in what you do, you're in danger. But if your identity is tied up on what God says about you, you're positioned and ready for promotion. Hallelujah. When I went to the U.S. for the first time, I I responded to this man's invitation, praise the Lord. And it was quite an amazing God opportunity. But uh, after I'd ministered there and we'd seen God do more than we could have ever imagined, um, he uh, wrote to some people in Branson, Missouri, to see if I'd like to go there and uh, see if they'd like to have me come. And so we went out there and I was ministering. The, uh, The assistant pastor, after I ministered, he said, that was wonderful. Hardly anybody got up and left when you got up to speak. I said, oh, that's good. Yeah. He said, oh, normally if a woman got up to speak, half the congregation would leave. I was like, oh, thanks. But um, as I was being introduced to come out on the platform, they introduced me as international prophetess, Catherine Ruanala. And I just went. It's rather uncomfortable for this little Aussie. But, you know, as I was about to go and the Lord said, hey, I'm, I'm opening up a door for you and I want you to step up. So instead of apologizing for the introduction, I just stepped up and I went to a whole nother level in the prophetic. And then from there, the next day, they said, do you want to come and see um, this television program? It ended up I prophesied they asked me to pray for um, the host of the program I prayed for them and the next day they said we've had a cancellation can you come and be on the program and they said do you have a word for America could you prophesy over America and so I was just prophesying over America and as I was doing it Tom looked on the screen and he saw my name in big letters and the program went all over America and the prophetic word came to pass hallelujah but you see, I needed to take on a new identity for a new assignment. If I went in, oh, I'm just a housewife, I'm nobody, I'm nothing, then, then the, the opportunity to step up into what God was inviting me into would have gone missing. You see, if you're, oh, I'm just, I'm nothing, I'm, I'm just this, I'm just a housewife, then if, if you do that, what you're doing is you're actually walking in unbelief. It's not pleasing God. If God's called you to do something, then you need to stop apologizing for what God thinks is a good idea. Yes. Come on, Mama. Hallelujah. So good. I've been in um, I, like Harry here, we had to do um, we had to do hotel quarantine for two weeks. Lord, have mercy, Thank you Jesus. But I took up a new hobby in hotel quarantine. And I thought, well, I've got to stay active, and I didn't want to do. I, I like to. I like to do exercises that are not too high impact, not too hard work, and um, and you know stretching and posture and good for your muscles. And it's not good for Christians to do yoga, so I thought I'll. I thought I'll try a ballet. So I did some YouTube ballet classes. I'd hold on to the bench and I'd do my little ballet classes. And with all the the tondus and the fondus and the coupes, I didn't know whether it was fish cheese or cars, but I began to learn. Hallelujah. And after hotel quarantine, I actually decided, I think I'm going to keep doing this. I really like it. It's really fun. And I, I went and I got myself a little pair of canvas ballet shoes. But walking into the ballet shoe shop, I tell you, I felt so out of place. I, oh, like, oh, I thought this is going to be so embarrassing, and I was in there apologising. I'm so old, you know. And, oh, I just want to just go, I just want to get a couple of. I just want to get some ballet shoes. And I, I, I'm not. I'm not really a dancer or anything. I just. I, and I thought, Catherine, you've never been. You're never like this, and I realised it was something new, and I was just very nervous about stepping into something new. And I had to change my thinking. I had to decide, hey, I'm not too old for this. Grandmothers in the 80s and 90s are doing this. I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And the Lord is looking to invite all of us into new things in this coming season. And we have to make a decision in our hearts not to disqualify ourselves based on what we think about ourselves. I think about Caleb when he was going to take the promised land when he was 40 he was ready to do it but then because of unbelief they just all wandered in the wilderness for 40 plus years if you pick it up at Joshua chapter 14 verse 12 it says this Caleb's making his his speech he says and now behold the Lord has kept me alive as he said these 45 years Ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years old. As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both going out and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. For you heard in that day how the Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. I love it. He didn't consider himself too old as I'm past it now. I've heard people say this and I want to slap them. You have what you say. Be very careful. Some people say, oh, I'm too young or I'm too inexperienced. Well, have a look at Jeremiah chapter 1. See what the Lord thinks about that. It says here in, in verse 4, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I can't speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. God doesn't put up with your excuses. Oh, God, I'm too old. Oh, God, I'm too young. Oh, God, I'm too female. Oh, God, (laughs) whatever it might be, God says, I've told you to do this. Stop saying that and come into agreement with what I say about you. I've called you as a prophet to the nations. I've anointed you. The spirit of the sovereign God is upon you because I have anointed you to preach the good news of the gospel to the poor. He says the same works that he did and greater works you will do also. Not one day when you become good enough, but the day you open up your heart and say, Be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. God is looking for those who will be believe. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? That's what Eliab would try to say to David. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are, Joseph? Who do you think you are, Jesus? But the Lord kept showing us and he keeps wanting to speak to us all through Scripture that he uses the weak and foolish things of the world to confound the wise. It doesn't matter what your past may look like. It doesn't matter what your mistakes have been. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your experience. What matters is your faith in what God says about you.